Hey, everybody. Welcome to season two, episode 31 of Belgaria and Beyond. This is a show where we explore magical reality through fiction, chapter by chapter. And we began with the Belgariad series of books by David Eddings. This season, we've been reading book two, Queen of Sorcery. And today, we are getting into the final chapter of the book, chapter 30. My name is Sandra Turnbull. I'm from the Goddess Kindled Universe. I am an indie author, meditation guide and esoteric teacher and guide. I'm here with my partner, Alicia. Hey guys, I'm Alicia, (laughs) a fantasy author and story guide. I like your little hand motions (laughs) (laughs) as you're introducing yourself. I might put the, um, I might put the video because it's the last episode of the season. So I might cut a video together to put that up on um, Patreon for everyone, not just for patrons. I thought that might be fun just because it's the yeah. last episode of the season. So we'll see. Can't mm-hmm. promise that tomorrow because got to get the show out, but you know, right. Maybe over the weekend. Don't need to rush it. <laughs> no rush. <sighs> so how's your week been? What's in your cup? All right. It's been a week, I can say that, as we all can say, but my glass, my my cup is is a tall glass of red wine right now. (laughs) I've been been having a glass almost every night this week because I just need to. Medicine. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But I, part of the reason is celebration. I've been celebrating some some really amazing connections have been happening for me around my business and my writing just little things but it's like this steady growth is starting to come Mm -hmm. and it's great to see finally after Mm -hmm. all this time yeah um and I also I know I've been kind of vague about this but that conversation I kept bringing up in my prophecies the last couple weeks I finally had that conversation mm-hmm. so it's that's been just like kind of a sigh of relief it's still a road to get through but now it's out in the open at least so it's you know and I, I can probably share more later once it's not yeah, so later. Fresh, but, later. Um, but I also need the wine because I'm trying to maintain my sanity with the, the school closures <laughs> yeah it's only been three days, Monday, Tuesday, today. And it's like, it's a whole new thing of I'm a parent, I'm not a teacher. And mm-hmm. because the teachers are scrambling right now, you know, they don't, this is the first time this has happened, they're trying to figure it all out too. So they kind of just sent the kids home with the work and we're like, here you go. So now I'm kind of like figuring it out with the kids this week of course they're making a plan they're they're in yeah. communication with us if we really get stuck we can reach out they're hopefully going to be creating a, like a virtual classroom yeah next week but you have is, two daughters <laughs> yeah well the good thing is they each have a tablet so they can okay. hopefully each use a tablet because i was like my computer no because i'm gonna have to work you know well that no of course they could use their tablets yeah, so I think it should work on their tablets. Yeah. The only thing is if there's any typing involved in any way, I don't know if that would work. But um, 
But the thing is yesterday for California, they started talking about the possibility that kids will not return to school till the fall. And so I'm like, no, that's like, that's not going to work. That's like basically the rest of the school year is out and they get summer and then they come back in the fall. They're going to keep the schools closed the rest of the school years is what they're talking about. It's not official, but they're talking about it. Holy crap. I was like, that's three more months. I know Mm -mm. we're not going to do that. Like, let's everybody just stay the fuck home and get better because they need to go back to school. Like, oh, my God, after next week, because it started as a two weeks, like two weeks, the schools are closed. We're hoping by the beginning of April. So I don't want, I do not want to cast a fortune on anything, but we are doing the last episode of a season and we do break for summer. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't want to read anything into this, but could be reading into it a little bit. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh my God. You just there go. You've frozen like a little deer in headlights. Like. Holy shit. No, 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 no. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And plus it's, it's hard because they're already missing their friends and it's been yeah, three days course. and the teachers are already like, I just want my kids back. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, take them, please. You can have But you them, know what? You, know? you could do it. You don't know what you can and can't do. You just do one day at a time. I know. I just, rather, I know I could do it. I just don't want to do it don't tell me you can't do anything because i have watched you over the last two years woman and there is fucking nothing you can't do (laughs) yeah so there i could i can do it i mean i wouldn't have a choice to not do it but Mm. you know the thing that i'm really interested in seeing now how it progresses Mm. is because you've cleared these last big boulders out of your stream of flow and little little grains coming through you talking about your business before little bit little bit little bit i'm curious to see how that goes now yeah me too not impeding Uh, the flow i am too because i actually this week like the, the day after i had the conversation I was in touch with two people who were interested in working with me on their book. Um, One's already confirmed they can't do it right now, but even the fact that somebody showed up was huge because usually it's just like crickets. (laughs) Um, And so it's just been, and I've been feeling more able to go out there Mm -hmm. and and speak what I need to speak to. And look, it's not... Everything happens in the time appointed to it. Mm-hmm. You can't fight with reality. No. It's your time. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah, I feel it too. It's feeling good. But that's been my week. Okay. How, how about you? My cup. My cup is a soothing oversized mug of ginseng and lavender tea. Because I've been holding space for someone during numerous, very extensive therapy counselling sessions this week. And I also was at the dentist again, which is, as we know, 
not terribly fun for me but he was lovely 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 and I had to get like an old amalgam filling drilled out a really big filling in one of these molars over here and so and he filled you know put a new filling in there fix the cavity and put a new filling in it's just a little bit tender here now but do you remember that the last time I went in I got the needle and there was because of the nerve damage I had all of the pain in my tongue yeah he was as soon as I got in there like I I, I took Hanukkah into the room with me as my security blanket because I was so worried that I would just forget all of my Dutch and I would stop understanding anything that he said, even though he can speak English. Like I, I get nervous that there's going to be some kind of something lost in translation and I didn't want to get hurt again. <laughs> I, was really, I was really scared, really scared. Like the night before I was brushing my teeth in the mirror and Hanukkah came in beside me and she's looking at me in the mirror and I was, I looked at myself to see what the expression on her face meant and I was like chalk white, big, like my eyes looked like big black circles and I just had no colour in my face at all. And I was wow. like wide-eyed and like just kind of looking completely terrified. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I didn't realise that I was feeling so scared, but I was. Yeah. And she came in with me and as soon as I get, got in there, he was like, Okay, so because of, we can't give you the big needle in the corner, he was straight in, straight onto it, straight into it. We can't give you the big needle here. This is what I'm going to do. It'll be okay. And he was so good. Good. So that was fine. And it got fixed. And so I'm still, my tongue's a bit buzzy and um, Mm -hmm. a little bit tender in my jaw down here. Uh, But I'm fine. (sighs) (laughs) Thank goodness. So I don't have to go again until November. Yay. Good. That's good. Yes, it's very good. And the other thing, the other reason I have lavender in my tea, like ginseng for an immune boost, you know, dentist drops me down a bit, Mm -hmm. working really hard, like really intensive, long therapy sessions, drops me down a bit. I've got to refill my cup, refill my cup. You really conscious of how of how my energy is going make sure I'm doing enough for myself and because of all of this um, um, social distancing that's happening with the COVID-19 is that what the official name for it Um, yeah like in the Netherlands it's a very small country and I don't, I mean, maybe I could Google what the official number is now. Let me see. Hi, everyone. It's Sandra. I'm just breaking into the show while I'm editing because I've got some correct and updated information. I'm about to say that um, there's about 800 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the Netherlands. However, I've been having a look at things this morning and this I was talking in the show about information I had at least a week ago. Um, but this morning I'm looking, I've looked on the WHO website on the dashboard for the Netherlands and the total confirmed cases of this pandemic outbreak is 2051 in the Netherlands with confirmed deaths of 58. And that was information recent, uh, let me see yesterday yesterday evening late 
So I just thought I'd come in and update you with some facts because there are not enough factual facts going around in our social media streams at the moment and I thought that it was important that I gave it to you. Okay, back to the show. Oh, it's not easily found, but like a, maybe a week ago. So mm-hmm. you know how quickly this thing is kind of growing. But about a week ago, there were like maybe 800 reported cases in the Netherlands, and that's a really small country. And so one of yeah. the very big hotspots is maybe an hour's drive from me. Like in the, just we live in the south. So drive, drive north an hour, and there was that was one of the centres of the, the highest number of reported cases. And so <clears throat> chances are our wedding is five weeks away. Chances are we're going to need to postpone the party. Mm-hmm. And I'm really concerned about uh, my witness, who lives in the north of the country, having to come down through all of these, like, um, areas that are maybe hotspots for COVID-19 because she's she's really susceptible to um, pneumonia. She gets her lungs are, like, that's her tender point. She gets pneumonia at the drop of a hat. She was really sick a couple of years ago and really, like, really, really sick with pneumonia and she hasn't been well, like, completely well since then. And so I'm concerned about her coming down through all of these areas yeah and her husband is doing the catering for the party and he has just recently been diagnosed uh, with the Lyme bacteria in his system and so his immune system is compromised as well and I'm really concerned about protecting them like we'll still get married I'll have I will ask another dear friend to be my witness instead who lives nearby if if you know mm-hmm. if she can't come but I've just sort of said to her okay this is the thing I want to make sure we protect you I protect you whatever you decide we will fully support just know that we love you and want you to be okay so I'm yeah. still waiting to hear back from her so we'll still get married but we'll just have a summer barbecue party instead of <laughs> That's yeah you can just move it. I, uh, so yeah, that's my week. <laughs> yeah, I I feel yeah I feel like so many people think the world is ending right now, you know. And I live with one of those people. Yeah, and it's not easy to live in a house with somebody like that. But no. um, well, I mean, in a lot of ways, it is. People are becoming well, much more conscious about things they've never thought about before. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Right. I th- right. I think that <laughs> I think that this is like a it's a calling in some ways for us to slow down. Yep. You know, get yep. present with with like yesterday, this is when it when it hit me, this thought of like, this is like the universe telling us to stop running a rat race and running the monkey mind and, and living that way. This is getting us all to just stop and mm-hmm. appreciate the simple stuff that we have and being grateful yeah. for just the simplicity of our loved ones being healthy and having the stuff we need yep. to live every day. Yep. And then 
appreciating nature more because that's really the only place we can go right now is yep. outside in nature. And we went around, me and the girls went around the neighborhood yesterday mm-hmm. to, um, they just rode their bikes. And I, we drove, we walked by someone's house, this guy who probably would have been at work otherwise was fixing up this old car. And then this other dad was going on like a hardcore kind of bike ride with his daughter. You know, just all these little, some kids just running around the streets, having fun, you know, like I haven't seen that since I was a child, almost like kids don't do that anymore. And so it just, it just, I felt so much peace in that moment. I'm like, if everybody could just stop being scared Mm. and absorb what's really, this is really allowing us, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I know it's hard if somebody, you know, is, does have the virus or maybe it's an elderly, you know, who's not doing well because of the virus Mm -hmm. makes it a little bit harder, but for the majority of us, I think it's, it's pretty mild. And if you do have the virus, you fight through it like any other virus. And the thing it's really showing is has community like yeah. big time people mm-hmm. just supporting each other. Right. And yeah. Yeah. You know, Hanukkah and I were saying this morning, just a passing conversation. We're talking about spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and she said, I, I, I can't remember who said it, but it was like Mother Nature's spring cleaning, like yeah. deep spring cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's, you know, it's the ones who are going to continue to just cycle in those fear thoughts that are going to get knocked down. They're the ones that are going to get yeah. sick because their immune system is crashed from all of the anxiety they're creating. And it does. It's a physiological fact. You, your immune system dips in line with the chemical yeah. makeup or that's going through your body and your thoughts affect that and your moods affect that. Right. And I, I have to say like, and I don't speak insensitively because I have a best friend who is 56, just had surgery. Her immune system is, um, what's the word they use? It's compromised. Yeah. So she's on lockdown in her little tiny apartment right now. We can't even visit technically because I have kids and it it could expose her to something. And then I have a dad who is also compromised with his health. So it's not that I don't know people who aren't at risk, but I am not, I'm not letting fear control me. I know. And neither are they. They're both completely good right now. They're enjoying like she's crafting and yeah, you take precautions jokes about St. Patrick's day with her dog. You know, she's like, my dog, my dog told me to wear green so that she didn't have to pinch me and punch me in the face. <laughs> I was like, okay. She sounds sure. like my people. Yeah, she's very, she's a fiction nerd like us too. Okay. So, yeah. Oh my goodness. So it is, it's just perspective. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. You choose the perspective you have about all this. Perspective. I suppose we should start talking about the book. Yeah, let's do it. So, last Garion's, Garion's view, last chapter of Queen of Sorcery. Give it to us. Okay, so they leave the palace. I think that's what it was, a palace. Yep. And they find out that, I don't know if this is this is some, something to do with the darkness that just set in, but there is a mountain set on fire or something like that. And now there's like ash. Mm-hmm. There's ash falling from the sky everywhere. 
mm-hmm. and um, they so they make their way back to the ship. They have a little trouble getting back on, but they get back on. And Aunt Paul sits Gary and down to talk to him about what happened while he was with Samisra. Talk a little bit more about the voice in his head and also about training his skills before he really causes something catastrophic to happen without realizing he is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Gary and Sinidra interact a little bit. They have their first kiss. Is it um, their first kiss? Is it? I thought it was. Oh. I think it is. I don't remember them kissing. And that's why he reacts that way. And that's why she gets so upset when is it she really? asks him. Like it's just a very brief Oh, we'll talk about it in the in the chapter. Okay. But then the chapter ends with uh, Mr. Wolf and Silk coming back. So. Yep. Yep, yep. It was good to have Silk back. You instantly brought the humor. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I've missed him so much. Yeah. But that's the chapter. Okay. So we're going to Wolf's Wisdom talk about the chapter a bit more. Where's my book? Okay, so the chapter starts and Polgara and Barak are walking Garion out of the palace. And on the way, like, they're having to walk past all of this carnage that Barak has wreaked. Um, there's mutilated corpses everywhere and Barak's looking awfully grim and <laughs> yeah. averting his eyes from some of the more badly mangled piles of flesh and gore yeah and this is where they notice the tiny flecks are falling too yeah so it's just that's okay it's just did you make a wish (laughs) i don't know if i got it yet (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah so it's like like a little like it's ash falling from the sky and so barrack asks what's burning and progress is a mountain and so what do you make of that? I don't know. Mm. I instantly go to dragons. I know. Oh, you know. I like that. <laughs> I know that's probably not what it is, but I instantly, because of Game of Thrones and Mother um, Story. But I, I think, I don't know. I think it might have something to do with this war that's happening or that's okay. about to happen. Maybe it's started already. Well, what would cause such a huge fall of ashes if a mountain is and a mountain's burning? What what would a volcano? That's what I think. <laughs> that's all I can think. Like if a mountain if a mountain blows up and is on fire, it's usually because it's a volcano. <laughs> and ash, I think ash is is the thing that causes the most, you know, apart from if you actually get, you know lavered on <laughs> lavered on <laughs> you know i think ash is probably the thing that you know because it would be choking and toxic yeah. i imagine with all the gases like the gases that is that come with the with the explosion as well mm. i should ask my dad he's he's a seismologist mm-hmm. although that might be a yeah. very long conversation so maybe i won't ask my dad <laughs> It's like that. We'll just watch that movie. What was that movie with the dude, Dante's Peak? 
Did you ever see Never seen it, Peak? never read it. Is it a book? I don't know, but it was a movie. Like in isn't Dante's know, descent into heaven like the the old circles of hell or something? Dante, I have no idea. It's I a classic. So. But Dante's Peak is a movie about a volcano, and oh. uh, what is what is it? Your dad does. What is the name? A seismologist. Seismologist. So the guy, I forget the actor's name. He's a big actor. He's a he's a seismologist in the movie, and it's about this whole little town that's in danger because this volcano oh. and it's it's like a thriller action movie. is it any good yeah it's old oh. i think it's okay 2000 around 2000 or oh late so late. old oh my god i am or so old <laughs> i'm i am 90s. one of those people that you say 20 years ago i think of the 80s mm-hmm. in my head that's 20 years ago that's not true <laughs> yeah yeah i do that in my own with my own different thought process it's like my mom my mom's in her 60s and she's still with all these warnings of the elderly are high risk she's like but i'm not elderly (laughs) she's like they can tell the poor elderly we should look after the elderly yes Mm -hmm. that's adorable (laughs) but i mean i would do the same thing i mean i'm nearly I'm I'm a few years away from fifty, uh-huh. and so sixty is really only like thirteen years away for me. And I'm like, yeah, thirteen years from now, I'm not going to be old. <laughs> it's true, because those who really have the young spirit forever just it just never you know your spirit doesn't age, just your body ages. Yeah, and I know that we're I'm allowing lots of sidetracks and veerings and just conversation tonight because. It's the last episode of the season. Yeah, and we just need some humor today, right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so they're walking through the ash. Um, and there's the crowds are just like nuts, panicking yeah. and carrying on. And it's just chaos as they get to the wharves. Mad with terror. Oh, and some of them are even leaping into the water. Like, and you know, like yeah. the leeches in the water, that's just not going to get out. Yeah. And I think somewhere here, even my favorite word gibbering is used again. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Aunt Paul pushes yeah. a gibbering Nielsen out of her way. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That made me laugh. And so they can't get through because the crowds are so mad. So Barrack pulls himself up onto a roof. And just yells out to Greldick above the crowds. Greldick and um, some some sailors and Mandarallen just kind of belt their way through the crowds with clubs. Right. <laughs> Make a path. <laughs> Make a path. That's funny. Um, and um, off they go onto the ship. And then they... they they go out into the um they want to oh well before they get there like are you are you okay if we just cut through there's nothing really terribly fascinating happening yeah that's fine they just get on the boat and you know reunite yeah and they cut the horses and they actually take the boat out into the middle of the river to get away from the people because mm-hmm. they're going nuts and trying mm-hmm. to climb onto boats and stuff. So it's just not safe for them to stay in the wharf. 
Yeah, so they cut the ship to get off away from the pier too and just allow themselves to kind of... Mm-hmm. So do they anchor down out there just a little ways out? Yeah, so they go out into the... Um, like out away and then they drop anchor again. Mm-hmm. And once once they're sort of on the way out to the centre of the river, um, Paul tells Garion to go below put on some clothes some decent clothes and wash the disgusting rouge off his face yeah um <laughs> you forgot he looked like that too i think he did he like a little embarrassed like oh yeah and then he's kind of like self-conscious that she's seeing him in that way well because i mean yeah i mean it's his mum for all it's, intents and purposes right. but right. like the loincloth the the very brief loincloth that Garion is wearing like I almost blush when I'm I'm visualizing it I can feel my cheeks are getting pink look <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh yeah it's um it's an uncomfortable thing I think to see a, a 16 year old boy it, you know if you're an adult seeing a 16 year old boy dressed that way you're kind of like yeah. that's just wrong in so many ways well yeah anyway so yeah <laughs> so he, he's going to, to, to change and wash his face oh hang on oh. ah. and so um when he comes back up the ash is lightened a bit the air is still really hazy and everything's kind of gritty and um mm-hmm. Aunt paul calls to him mm-hmm yep she wants to know if anything happened while he was at the palace and um he doesn't understand at first and she but she's like please don't make me ask the the uncomfortable question (laughs) you know and he's like oh that no 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 nothing happened like that and so then she goes on to tell him that, that she's glad nothing happened more specifically because of who he is and the powers he has if he were to have sexual relations right now before he had control of himself there could be some side effects that are unpleasant well a bit unpredictable she says (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know that means you'd like turn into a frog or no i don't well i don't know maybe um well you know like when you at orgasm you you it's this big release of energy. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's something in that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but good thing is it didn't happen. So hopefully he will be in control before he does now have sex with um, anyone. Yeah. And then Garen goes into his, you know, maybe it would be better if something had happened, um, you know, gets yeah. a bit starts getting a bit like victim victim poor me poor me maybe it would have fixed and then i can't hurt people anymore and then polgara makes a couple of comments about how great his power is and it's too great to be neutralized easily and sort of hints at instruction you know you need instruction and gary gets sulky which after all of this has happened i'm like Freaking Gary, and I want to smack you. <laughs> I'm glad you're alive. <laughs> you're Hello. On this boat. 
Yeah. So I was a bit, like, I'm a bit impatient with Garion at this point. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess if you look at it from his point of view, like he's saying, I don't want to be a sorcerer. That it's the fact that because of who he is, that he was kidnapped in the first place. So he's probably kind of like, if I were just a normal kid, I wouldn't have even had to go through that. But he doesn't know that. He doesn't know why he was kidnapped. I mean, for uh, he's been told before by Pogar that people try to kidnap him to slow them down because they know that Polgara and Wolf would stop to look for him or to save him or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason he's been given before. He doesn't know who he is. And but, I mean, people are calling him Bulgarian and, and well, only Selmistra and only Selmistra and Wolf. I think Wolf did it once, and Paul. Oh. They're the only ones who've done it. Yeah, but you heard the conversation with Selmistra and whoever that person was that came in. Then they they wanted to take him away. You know, true. But I mean, so he must have some kind of a sense that they want must. him. He's not a complete moron, is he? (laughs) He knows he's a sorcerer now, or that's what he's assuming. Yeah. Because Aunt Paul tells him about all his powers. I mean, he obviously Um, doesn't know the specifics or the particulars of why he seems to be so important to all of these people. Yeah, but he knows enough to know that Salmiser took him specifically because of who he is. I mean, you got to... I... You know what I wish? I wish we had more of an insight. Like we're having this, experiencing this story, the Rugarians experience. Yeah. Mostly. I want to know more about what's going on inside him, like what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. Because like I read it through and I just don't like... You know what I mean? Like I, it doesn't give me enough. It's not it's giving me enough. It's the, what is the omniscient? Yeah. Third person om, omniscient. So it's almost like the God voice telling the story, like the observer telling the story. So it's not that we get to see anybody at ground level too much. Well, always- I'm just trying to think, we don't really get into anyone else's head. Like Garion really is the only one who we get to know any internal process about like none of the others we don't ever walk through a day in the life of one of the other characters right yeah we don't we don't get any any inside perspective from other characters but even Garion's inside perspective that we get is very limited limited. because yeah of the omniscient point of view it doesn't let you get right in there beside him no and i guess that's just a choice of you know yeah i mean i think it's the right choice because Mm -hmm. i mean i want to know more but that's how i write like i write deep 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 uh, third person um like internal point of view Mm -hmm. like everything is sensory and feeling and the internal experience like uh, uh, the magical realism i'm writing at the moment the bigger series is is that's what it's like i'm like i'm in here and i i guess 
that wouldn't work for this. This is just a different type of writing. But yes, sometimes I want to know what he's thinking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Because I, I, I've tried to write in this style before, like in this book, and I can't do it because I'm the same way. I have to be like right in there. Even yeah. in, I've written first person novels and a third person mm-hmm. perspective novel. And even third person, I am like how you do. It's very still intimate with the character, the main character. Yeah. So you still feel like you're there with her. Like you're at least there yeah. as a shadow kind of following her along. Mm. Like I want to know how something smells and I want to know what that smell triggers in here and the sensation that I, that they feel in their body because it's, you know, that's just. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, Garyan's being, you know, all sulky again, but, (laughs) you know, he's afraid of being a monster and, but Aunt Paul tries to get the voice she goes into his his mind and talks directly to the voice and says, mm-hmm. can you reason with him? <laughs> yeah. So then they have a whole conversation as if Gary and can't even hear them. And that just annoys him even more. Well, he can hear them. I know, but but they're oh, talking as if, as if he yeah. couldn't. He <laughs> even <laughs> says, <laughs> yeah, stop yeah, talking yeah. about me stop like I'm not here. Stop talking about me like I'm not here. But the dry voice is like, he's too busy wallowing in self-pity. <laughs> I'll keep him out of mischief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked the I liked the perspective the voice gave Polgara that she's too what is it? You're too tender hearted. Yeah, because she says she doesn't like to see him suffering. Mm -hmm. Like he's he's feeling very hurt and confused, and she doesn't like to see him suffering. Yeah. But I liked the voice's opinion on that, that he's a sturdy boy and a little suffering won't damage him. It's necessary. Yeah. Everybody has to suffer. Yeah. And it, he, the dry voice acknowledges that we re- you really just have to wait for Belgrass to get back because he's going through a moral crisis. <laughs> and, you know, we just can't tamper with him at the moment. He needs Belgrass. We, yeah. need the, we need the wise, wizened mentor to appear back in the story for our hero to continue through this amazing threshold that he's just burst through and be counseled into the next phase of the thing. Yeah. Um, and then we get an interesting little sidetrack of they call out pullover because <laughs> Barrack is like standing over his gonna kill sword. Himself. <laughs> he's going to fall on his sword. Yeah. It was just so strange. Uh, <laughs> was it because, was it really because he was like horrified at what he was seeing down when they were Well, walking yeah, so Dernick, Paul Gara's like, what? What's he going to do? And Dernick's like, well, it's about some curse or something. He says he's going to fall in his sword. And um, Oh, okay, okay. I get it now. Yeah, so I mean. Because when he, he was the bear. Yes. And he like shredded everybody. So, and if you remember on their way back through when he was averting his eyes from all of this destruction and death that he had dealt out, he was, he, he was like ashamed. Like he just was shrinking in on himself and didn't because want to see he was seeing it. what he had done. Correct. Okay. See, I didn't make that connection. As the, the bear. I read it. Yeah. And it like, if you sense. remember way back in the first book, he locked himself in his room after he'd t- transformed in mm-hmm. the forest and killed the boar and they went back yeah. to the palace of Balalor and he locked himself in his room 
Yeah, I remember. So, yeah, so he's going to kill himself because he's like a beast and it's just all dreadful. And so what did you think about Paul? I just love the way she handles him. Yeah, I did too. She like approaches it from the point of like making him think about, well, what are we supposed to do after you kill yourself? What do you yep. want us to do with your body? Did you make all the plans yet? Yeah, she's really so matter of fact. Here? <laughs> yeah, leave us here without any plan, what to do. This sword's not sharp enough. Let's get Dernick to sharpen it so it's nice and smooth when it slides through your ribs. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to have you lingering for a week. That's just depressing. <laughs> yeah, and then she throws out the... Um... Do you want your sword and um, shield sent back to your son yeah. or something? Yeah. And so... Uh, I guess that's the first time he heard about it. Well, that's the first time and... anyone's heard about it. She's being very, very sneaky and cheeky. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't have a son. And then he gets totally distracted. And the poor guy's like, oh, I didn't tell you. Oh, how forgetful of me. Never mind, never mind. Let's let you just focus. You're killing yourself. Now, don't lose your mm-hmm. focus. Just get on with this, please. Yeah. And then he starts yeah. to argue with her, like, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, no, I'm not. What's going on? Mm-hmm. What do you mean I have a son? And so. Yeah. So we find out his wife's pregnant, probably from the last visit that they had. And I don't, I mean. Where <laughs> <sighs> he like forced himself on her. Yes. You know what? I I don't know if anybody else or if you have or any listeners have heard this but I posted and um, I just joined like this other fiction kind of group and I posted a thing about Queen of Sorcery stuff. Oh, did you? Yeah, I got a lot of interaction everybody loving it but I got one person who said I won't read these books again because of the child abuse. And I said, do you mean in the books or the author himself? And she said, the author himself abused his children and somehow used the books towards towards furthering that abuse. I don't know. I just didn't, if anybody else have heard anything about that, I didn't try to look Uh, it up. Oh, look, I have heard on the, like, I had heard something. I don't tend to delve into that kind of stuff because I read the books because I enjoy the story. If yeah. I want to read a memoir, I'll go and read a memoir. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that she brought that up because it reminded me of these moments inside the books. Yeah, I understand. Where he's kind of pushing that mentality into the story. Like, and, and regardless of how hard an author tries, there is much, much more of the author in the book than they will ever mm-hmm. want to admit. Mm-hmm. They show, like we show so much of ourselves even when we try not to in yeah. the stories we write because that's just how it works it can't it can't be any other way and so that is very interesting I don't know all the details of his personal stuff but that's very interesting that that comment yeah so where were you that's talking really about cool. Queen of Sorcery anyway I can't think of the name of the group right now. It's something fiction, fantasy, fiction, something. Okay. Like authors and readers or something Mm -hmm. like that. There's a bunch of those kinds of groups. I just joined a few of them. 
uh, just to have a space to talk about my books more. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, great. So I'm I, glad you're having success in there with it, getting some conversation going. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I think that's how I found a couple a couple more of those likes that we got, I think, came out of that oh, I wondered. Yeah, there's been a couple this week. A yeah, few. I saw that. Um, but that's cool. that's very interesting. And isn't he dead now anyway? I have I no idea. Let I've never just... even looked him up, honestly. Let me let me look. Let me look. David Eddings. Death. Died 2nd of June 2009. Oh wow. How old was he when he died? Uh born July 1931. Uh, I need like a calculator 70? because I can't calculate dates or times in my head. My brain short circuits and it just doesn't happen hang on a minute i think it's 68 no 78 minus 78 1931 I'm a 78 nerd. you're a show off <laughs> <laughs> no seriously you give me any other in, like if it's just numbers <laughs> no problem but as soon as i know that it's a date or a time i can't calculate <laughs> it it's ridiculous I always just remove the front half of the date and forget about it. And then it's just the last two digits from. Doesn't matter. I've tried all kinds of different things. If I know <laughs> that it's for a date, bets are off. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. So I didn't know he's been gone then for yeah. 11 years. Yep. So, I mean, that's a, the thing is, how tightly do you cling, do we cling to labels? How tightly do we cling to judgments? Mm -hmm. You know, be willing to um, enjoy a thing for the thing's sake, rather than placing a whole lot of restrictions and judgments on it. You know, I think that that is a good way to block yourself up with a whole lot of stuff that you don't need to carry because it's not yours. Mm -hmm. And it's none of your business. Yeah. Yeah. What do you I think? Just, I found, I, I agree. I don't think that we should, like, if it was a case where it was happening now and we just let it happen, that's different. But this was like, you know, probably in the fifties it was happening. It's already done in, yeah. in past. You can't. And it's interesting. I, I find it interesting. Like I do not condone violence or abuse or whatever what you know mm -hmm. the world we live in now and the things that we base our judgments on now and the way that we judge things now does not fit in a different time you know like some things will always be not okay but the justifications that we have for things now and the reasons and the the way that we define stuff now is different uh, you know civilization progresses and evolves and and so do our thoughts and ideals and and morals 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 are of uh an evolving thing just like language and yeah you know fashion yeah it's all alive so i would encourage people not to get stuck even in yesterday even in an hour ago don't get stuck there mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, the fact that I was just about to take a breath and have a rant about the fact that she's pregnant because he forced us to see, basically raped her. And <laughs> now we're celebrating. He's off to celebrate with the other sailors with a get drunk out of his brain because he has a son because that's so much better than having two fucking daughters. You know, let's celebrate the son because that's a very big achievement. <laughs> yeah. But the good thing is, is that Garion leaves that celebration because <laughs> Aunt Paul tells him that he could drink if he wants to, but she recommends not because of the stuff that was in his system. It will, he'll get really sick. Yeah, probably make you but sick. she's going to let him decide what to do with that. They do, um, before that, Garion and Aunt Paul have a bit more of a conversation, like they move away from the rowdy, the sailors who are getting rowdier. And, you know, Garion asks Aunt Paul if she'll ever change back, referring to the Queen, some mistral. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, Aunt Paul says in time she won't even want to. Now, this is interesting. I thought, what did you think of it? The shapes we assume, so Aunt Paul says, the shapes we assume begin to dominate our thinking after a while. As the years go by, she'll become more and more a snake and less and less a woman. And that actually kind of slips in nicely with what I was just talking about, you know, getting stuck somewhere. When you think something over and over and over and over and over again, this is the, that's the world you create for yourself. Yeah. This is just as true for our own bodies that they feel more and more real because totally. it makes them so real. So you can't tell me that, you, that that one cannot make oneself sick or, manif or manifest wellness because yeah. I have personally experienced, I have a lifetime of creating specific illnesses in my body to get out of doing things I didn't want to do or situations I didn't want to be in. So it's just the <laughs> truth. You can, I can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. Not just random I've, feeling a bit sick. No, specific things. Yeah, I've done it too. <laughs> I, I don't know that they were specific, but I, I would make my, I would get sick just as I needed to be doing something important. Yeah. Oh no, well, because I would lie about being sick, and then I would actually get the thing I lied that I had. Yeah. So you never use your children being sick as an excuse. Oh, never, because they bloody do, and then you can't do anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we don't just make ourselves sick. We can make our children sick. That's how powerful we are. Oh, legit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is. And then they have but a little then... talk about, oh, sorry, keep going. Oh, yeah. They, they talk about the God briefly, too. Yeah. That the statue that came to life, but then she's kind of just, you know, worrying about where Wolf is, is. Yeah. Decides to go down below. So she leaves Garion. Wait. And then, yeah, so she leaves and Garion's sort of just there and he's feeling really stirred up inside. His mind, this is interesting, his mind is sort of filled with lots of confusing images and they're just sort of rushing around inside his head. And the voice in his mind says, be quiet. I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to hear mm -hmm. something. And so the fact that it's these uh, pictures and, and images spinning around in his head and the voice says he wants quiet. So he wants the images to stop. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Because, like, you know, we talk about having a noisy mind, quieting the noise in our mind. Mm-hmm. That's, you know. That includes images constantly passing Well, that through. is the noise, isn't it? The, yeah, the images and the words, I would think, the, the thought. Yeah. Thought form. Thought form is a. Is like, I have a running dialogue in my head from a number of different voices. Um, but not everyone has that, apparently. <laughs> can't, the, can you imagine not having voices <laughs> in your head? I can't even imagine that. But apparently it's true. Yeah, you can. Even if there's more than one, you could probably still keep them quiet. Some people don't have them. Right. Well, there's at least one voice, though. No, no. (laughs) Apparently. I saw it somewhere on Facebook. Must be true. (laughs) Yeah. It's different for everyone, I'm sure. Some have multiple voices. Others have one. I'm just, you know special i have lots lots and lots and lots <laughs> anyway so the voice in his mind in garyan's mind wants him to be quiet because he's listening for something and garyan's like what 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 and he's like there can't you hear it and then faintly garyan hears like a muffled thudding yeah um, and i kind of imagine this like a like a distant heartbeat kind of almost mm-hmm. um, and then the, the he wants to know what it is and the voice doesn't answer the amulet starts um throbbing with the this beat maybe that's why i think it's a, like a heartbeat because it feels like the amulet's kind of bumping in time with his heart or something yeah it makes sense um, and then sinedra is there Nidra comes out, asks him what happened, and he tells her, and she is, you know, shocked and like, I can't believe you went through all of that. It's absolutely dreadful. And he's like, not really. Most of the time, they made me drink things that made my head so foggy I couldn't feel anything. Yeah, and she, he doesn't really want to have this conversation with her because this the throbbing sounds getting louder, and his his hands starting to tingle. You know the the hand with the mark yeah. on it but but he knows that she's not just not just gonna go away he's gonna have to tell her like the story and then they have the conversation about like the, he doesn't want to be a sorcerer mm. um making awful things happen she compares that to being um, the princess making awful things she's he says it's not the same she's like but i can make awful things happen yeah all i have to do is say a word and you know it'd yep. be done Yep. I lo- I do enjoy that Sinedra seems to be flighty all the time, but every now and then she reminds us that she's actually a lot older mm-hmm. than her years. Like her maturity level is a lot more advanced than we might believe in all of the, you know, tantrum-y kind of self-indulgent behaviour. She is capable of pulling herself completely together and being incredibly like imperial and 
um, like she is a, an imperial princess. Whenever she wants to be, she can pull herself together and be completely like centered and really powerful and um, authoritative. Yeah. I do like that. Mm -hmm. Because he even tells her that she sounds like Aunt Paul when after he's explaining to her what, what his fears are and she tells him, well, then you need to learn to control it. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. <laughs> yep. Then she really does like stop him in his tracks. You know, he, she says something where is it? How many people, how many more people are you going to have to burn up before you finally accept what Pogara says and start, mm -hmm. you know, learning to control yourself? Yeah. Um, so Angarian's hurt by that. And she's like, oh, suck it up, princess. I wouldn't put up with you the way that Apple does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then she just has her like last word of, you know, I understand much better than you think, which is kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. People, I think, take her for granted. She's observing more than yeah. a lot of them realize. I think, yeah, she's misjudged a lot. Yeah. And maybe sometimes on purpose. Like I quite enjoy when a woman is deliberately like, oh, yeah, you think I'm a ditz and you think I'm stupid. Just how ditzy and how stupid do you think I am? And I'm just going to sit here and let you talk yourself into like whatever hole you're going to dig for yourself, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And then they turn around and are incredibly powerful. I really enjoy that. <laughs> So, yeah, so then after she says that stuff, she raises up and kisses him full on the lips is how it's described. Mm -hmm. Just lightly. He blushes. Yeah. And then she asks him, though, was Queen Salmisra as beautiful as they say? And his answer is <laughs> awful to the, any woman who has just kissed you, right? <laughs> and is now toying with the sleeve of your robe and looking kind of coy. And... Uh-huh yeah Gary says she was the most beautiful woman i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and she oh, just Garian. cries and runs away <laughs> i hate you and runs off <laughs> yeah oh my goodness and garyan's clueless of course yeah i know but i think he's distracted too because now he's right back to that tingling yeah. in his hand and the voice is talking to him and well, and it's not just tingling anymore. His hand's like itching and he's scratching yeah. at it and digging at it with his fingernails. And the voice tells him to stop, stop being a baby. And Garion doesn't know what's causing it. And the voice is kind of surprised, which really voice you're in there with his thoughts. And you seem to have been there for a really long time. I don't quite believe that you don't know what Garion knows. Right. So I'm, 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 this is pushing my suspension of disbelief a little bit to the edge. I think it's a bit clumsy. Mm -hmm. Because okay. he goes, you've got further to go than I thought. And I just, mm, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, but he does tell him, though, like to put his hand to his amulet, yep. you know. And this seems to like send out a call or a signal of some sort. So yeah, so he puts um, so because puts his hand on his medallion, and it's like a key fitting the lock. 
like it just fits and there's some sort of connection that feels really right and yeah so you say puts out a call so this this the tingling goes away and he starts getting that surge that magic surge that he is he's getting familiar with yeah and then the voice tells him the Belgrath's trying to find them so that's yeah yeah that's the idea that maybe that doing that is like allowing Belgrath to zone in on where yeah, Gary yeah. is so maybe it's like yeah amulet opening the channel yeah so the throbbing grows louder he sees a shadow like out in the d- distance it gets closer mm-hmm. and then slowly he can see silk on the boat coming in and there's mr wolf behind him mm-hmm. and mr wolf's injured his arm is in mm-hmm. a sling interesting too the dry voice is the first one that welcomes belgrath welcome back belgrath the dry voice says <laughs> yeah and even Mr. Wolf is like, who's that? Yeah, it's just like that? Aunt Paul reacted. Yeah. To it. Is that you, Bulgarian? So, mm-hmm. And I think this is the first time Wolf calls him Bulgarian. Interesting, I think. Yeah. Because he so, says it in, in his mind. I wonder if the like he marks the difference. This is a different voice. And that's why he calls him Bulgarian? I don't know. Not sure. Well, okay. Well, the next, did you catch this in this little inter- exchange with the dry voice in Belgarath? Hmm. Belgarath says, Who's that? Is that you, Bulgarian? And then the next response from the dry voice is, Not quite. Not yet, anyway, but we're getting yeah. closer. Yeah. It's like there needs to be a merging between the voice and Garian for them to really be Belgarian. Aha. Okay, yeah. nice. Um, yeah, and then in the others spot him and <laughs> Pulse is like, you're late. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's trying to figure out what happened to his arm and uh-huh. Mr. Wolf seems a little embarrassed, tells Silk not to say anything. Silk's just grinning like a maniac. Yeah, right. <laughs> the whole thing, and being very like over the top with his oh ancient Belgarath and oh power, all powerful sorcerer, mm-hmm. <laughs> mighty sorcerer. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then it does it. He I don't know who he tells, but he finally says that a tree fell on him. Yeah, our that's how he was injured. Yeah, our just like, okay, just what's happening? Paul's relieved that he's there. And right. he's just like, what's, what's going on? What happened? And Silk falls over laughing, can't help himself anymore. And yeah. um, it's just like, well, I broke it. It's just a stupid accident. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. We're going to, um, we found the trail. Zeta crossed over into Tholmurgos. Tuchik was waiting for him and now Tuchik's got the orb and he's he's gone with it. And it doesn't matter anyway because they have to go to the Vale. He calls it the Vale because their master has summoned them to the Vale, so that's where they're going. Um, 
and the chapter ends <laughs> the book ends uh with aunt paul saying have you been fighting like trying to work out what happened to his arm and he's like no a tree fell on me and she's like what and silk just like can't speak anymore because he's laughing too hard and that's it. yeah yeah <laughs> that was good so uh that's that so magic My magic is Garion's hand fitting the contours of his medallion perfectly. I really like that connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I, I, I picked Aunt Paul talking Beric down from killing himself. That's the magic? Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the first thing that came to my mind. Because I okay. thought it was funny the way she handled it. Like most people yeah. wouldn't approach it that way. It's like a... True a thought process to approach it that way is kind of magic yeah 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 very true very true and so my my real life relating is um uh so coming up from the magic that i picked when i work magic with them like crystals and shells and stones and bones and statues and things and substances that i can like hold in my hands there's a special kind of delight and uh, a brightness right in that moment when it and I fit each other, like the contours of us fit. And it's like, Mm -hmm. there's a real spark in that moment. And so I really um, connected with that. Ah, that's cool. Uh, I chose um, real life relating as the ash falling from the sky because I remember in, in 2003 in San Diego in the wildfires, oh. every part of San Diego is surrounded by these huge fires. So many neighborhoods burned down. Thankfully ours didn't, but the sky was just like that description in the chapter. The ash was just, wow. just falls like snow. Everything's black and gray. And oh my goodness, it's a surreal experience to be. It must be you know and yeah i could under i remembered that 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 was a scary time yeah you know yeah, that's what i say we got through that right now yep. we're gonna get through this yep i'll tell you <sighs> i'm up to prophecy speaks yay So this week I'm using the book Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. And um, the question I'm going to ask is, how can I best support uh, my daughter who's processing an enormous turning point? That's my question. Let her be taken care of. Let her be treated as tenderly as may be. Let her... He stopped and burst into tears. I do my best and have done it and will do it, was the answer. He shut up the chaise door and the vehicle drove away. Yet, would to God, there was an end of all this, added Mr Rochester, as he closed and barred the heavy yard gates. 
This done, he moved with slow step and abstracted air towards a door in the wall bordering the orchard. I, supposing he had done with me, prepared to return to the house again. However, I heard him call, Jane. He had opened the portal and stood before, stood at it, waiting for me. Come where there is some freshness for a few moments, he said. That house is a mere dungeon. Don't you feel it so? Okay. So, yeah. So I'll continue to treat her tenderly and maybe encourage her to get out of doors a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially right now, be in nature. Yeah. Go off. That was very to the point, wasn't it? Yeah. I love it. It started just right there. There you go. It did, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Great. Good. Uh, mine is, is just about uh, how to remain still and centered, even if things get a little rocky, as the world and my life are changing very quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm using The Gifts of Imperfection by Renee Brown. It's been a long time since I read this. So hope is a combination of setting goals having the tenacity and perseverance to pursue them and believing in our own abilities. And if that's not news enough, here's something else. Hope is learned. Snyder suggests that we learn hopeful goal-directed thinking in the context of other people. Children most often learn hope from their parents. Snyder says that to learn hopefulness, children need relationships that are characterized by boundaries, consistency, and support. I think it's so empowering to know that I have the ability to teach my children how to hope. It's not a crapshoot. It's a conscious choice. That seems to be a very specific, detailed set of instructions. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) For both of us this week. Yeah. I wasn't expecting my children to come up, but there you go. There you go, babe. Sounds good. I got it. Okay, we're not going to do a prediction this week because we're at the end of the book. Yay. And hashtag, 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 hashtag. Ooh. Uh, a tree fell on me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So... We are at the end of the episode, my darlings. Thank you so much for just enjoying this ride with us. Not only being at the end of another episode, but the end of season two. We appreciate your presence so much. Yes, we do. Yeah. So, and all of the new ones who have been joining us as well. It's been great to have really that flow coming. Absolutely. So by the time all of the newbies get to this point, maybe they've binged, maybe they've spread it out. You are so loved. Thank you for enjoying this show as, you know, as much as we like, we love making this show. We just love that you love it as well. Um, So you'll find all of the extended show notes and links to everything we, we talk about and stuff I put 
extra things in the show notes, videos and random bits of trivia. And you'll find all of that on our website, belgariatandbeyond.goddesskindle.com. So head over there and check it out and sign up to our mailing list. Um, you can leave a voice message for us. There will be a link in the show notes for that. And if you don't want your message on the show, that's what you need to let us know. You can email belgariatandbeyond at gmail.com with all your questions and comments. And uh, we're indie artists, Alicia and I. So the best way for you to support this show is to become a patron. And you can find out more at patreon.com forward slash belgariatandbeyond. You can get things like uncut episodes. Like we do a, an episode, a bonus episode called Before the Show. And it's the stuff we talk about before record and, you know, after record. And that goes into a separate little show for patrons. And there's also some patrons get uncut video of everything. So you can see the expressions on our faces and my, you know, I talk with my hands a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, if you're one of Polgara's flock, you get all of the live uncut videos. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Belgariad and Beyond also. So if you want to talk about this episode specifically, you can use the hashtag UpTreeFellOnMe because <laughs> it's just fun. Uh, yeah. This week, this show is brought to you by Alicia's Internal Journey of a Writer Facebook group. Yeah, this is uh, my group where I share my journey with writing and also try to help um, those who want to write a novel or a book to get in touch with the internal part of doing that because I feel like so much of the focus for new writers is all about out there and I want to bring people back in here mm -hmm. so you know I'm still kind of getting to the place where we have a good flow but it's been a lot of fun it's growing pretty mm -hmm. steadily and yeah it's just a good place to for any writers or people just who love fiction and stories. Yeah. To be. I was just going to say, it's not just uh, for writers. This, this thing that Alicia does, this internal journey of a writer, it's not just for writers. It's for anybody who's working through anything. Um, everyone yeah. is a writer. Everyone's a writer. We write the story of our lives every day. We wake up and write a new chapter. And so if you're working through something, you know, Alicia is yeah. a really wonderful support. So, you know, maybe just check it out if it's calling it's, to you, if it sounds interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. You pointed that out because it is very much about healing through fiction too. Yes. Yeah. You know, and we're going to be doing a Willy Wonka workshop. It's going to be really fun <laughs> about learning how the, the, the original movie, Willy Wonka, what we can learn from it in our own lives about mm -hmm. healing and yep. creating what you want. Because there's a lot of yep. stuff in that storyline. So, all of the stuff that we talk about on this show, all of the conversations we have in our own separate other projects that we do and other work that we do, this show is like a showcase of all of the things that we do and the way that we work. And so if you enjoy yeah. this show and you get something out of our conversations and the way that we interact with each other, just have a think about how much further you could take something that you're ready to go into more deeply. And maybe Alicia's program is for you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's okay. the end of the book. Now I can read the well, not yet, but no. next week I can read the first chapter or the prologue. Mm -hmm. Is there a prologue? So um, shall we keep going next week? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not going to stop. Even if my kids are home for three months. Okay. I'm not stopping. Okay. Well, then, we will see you next week, darling listeners. And I'm tired of saying we won't see you all here. I'm just This is the way I talk. So <laughs> we'll see you next week for the first installment of season three, Magician's Gambit. Yep. So until then. Bye, guys. Mwah.